2: The British Grand Prix has thrown up some fantastic races over the years, and 2023 was no different. But the winner was never really in doubt.
3: Max Verstappen comes out of the
2: final corner, Max wins the British Grand Prix! It's the first time he's won it as the British Grand Prix, the second time he's won here at Silverstone. Lando Norris finishes in a brilliant second, Lewis Hamilton in third, two British drivers will be celebrating on the
4: podium. And B2, B2, great job man, vamos! Great job! Hey hey, podium in my home race, podium in our home race. <laughs> yeah, man. That in. Great job.
5: Yeah, McLaren's a rocket ship. High Hi, speed is insane. Well done, guys. Mega job with the pit stop and strategy.
2: Welcome to F1 Nation with me, Tom Clarkson, and Natalie Pinkham. And also joining us for our post-race debrief is French journalist Jeremy Sartis from Hebdo. The show comes to you from the heart of the Formula One paddock, where we're joined by Adam Norris, Lando's father, Mark Webber, Christian Horner, Andrew Shovlin, F1 boss Stefano Domenicali, Alex Albon, David Coulthard, Mark Janais and Johnny Herbert. Let's kick things off by hearing from the two Brits on the podium, Lewis Hamilton and Lando Norris. Lando, coming to you... Your best finish at Silverstone of your seven Formula One podiums. How did this one rate?
4: I would probably say one of the one of the best. Uh, I would say the best, um, most exciting one. I think your first podium in Formula One is always pretty pretty special. That's one you remember forever. But for me, I'm still in that phase where everyone means a lot, and uh, especially my first one here in my home Grand Prix. It's uh, it's very special. Hearing everyone chanting mm-hmm. and seeing all the fans, seeing all the team below the the podium. It's, um, again, it's something like uh, I saw back in 2007, 2008, when I first started watching Formula One and seeing uh, Lewis and Fernando here. So, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty special to be to be here now and, and be in that position. So, especially on a day like today with um, how tricky it was at times. So, I'm very, very proud. Lights
2: out, away- Good start by Norris, a very good start, Lando Norris leads, the Astry's trying to take second but Max Verstappen around the outside, but it is Lando Norris who leads from
5: Max Verstappen in second place.
2: And how did it feel to lead the British Grand Prix during those early laps?
4: My heart was racing a bit more than normal, and I was watching the crowd a few times and, and just, yeah, just watching them. The team have done a good job, they've improved the car, uh, you know, the last few weekends we've been extremely good, so... um I'm very happy for them but yeah it's, it's to get launched it kind of saved me uh, quite a bit saved me from some of the chaos behind because you never know what can happen in turn, turn three and turn four so i managed to push on quite a bit the first few laps which was exactly what we wanted to do it just doesn't always go go to plan but uh, we planned for that and got me out of trouble and we had a very good pace the first in, you know we managed to break away from everyone quite a bit managed to go with max for a little bit just um not as much as a, what i would have loved to do so yeah you were unhappy about having the hard tyre for that final stint. In hindsight,
2: was it the right
4: call? It's, uh, it's a very difficult one to answer. Um, would I prefer the soft? Would a soft have made me be under less stress for the first three laps after the safety car? I think absolutely. I feel like we put ourselves under a lot more pressure to try and get a hard tyre to work when a safety car restart with only 10 laps to go, pretty much. So I was telling them to think of the softs quite a bit, insinuating it as much as I could, but they just told me, you're on the hards. So... Uh, <laughs> Not really what I wanted, but um, it still worked out. And the final one for me, just talk us through the battle with Lewis at the end there. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, a very, it was a very good one. It was exciting. I really did want to hold on to P2, so I did everything I could. And a lot of it was trying to get the temperature in the tyres for the restart. The first half of the lap, they were very strong. Even in qualifying, they were up on, up on us all the way until yeah, Magus Beckett's section. Um, we were just very good, always in the last sector. Not the best with maybe with D- DRS, that's where Red Bull are extremely quick, but they're very good in the first half. So turn three, turn four, turn six and seven, Lewis could quite easily get on me. But then we, we've always been very good in high speed and, and now it's a very good strength of ours. It keeps the tyres in a good condition and I was a lot of laps quite easily flat through turn nine and, and uh, yeah, two down shifts into Magnus and and I could always give myself that safety margin that I wanted. But it was nice coming out side by side. It was close when I saw him throw to be inside in seven. I'm sure all the fans were loving it at the same time, but I chose a slightly lower downforce level uh, yesterday, um, which was a bit of a risk, but I thought there might be a racing situation where one or two KPH might have helped me out, and today I did exactly that, so um, I'm thanking uh, my own decision <laughs> to choose a lower downforce. Lewis, if we could come to you now.
2: Great job by you. Your 14th British Grand Prix podium. How much did you enjoy
5: being out there again? uh well firstly congrats to to, to max and and especially uh, lando because it was great to see it was a great battle we had but it's it's really amazing to see the mclaren back up in competitive form you know i think it's been such a long time so uh and then for me really didn't expect to be on the podium today but um when we go through all the uh different strategy options this is the one you hope for which is the safety car and and, and i basically had uh, put on the medium tyre and hope and plan to just stay out on them till the very end until the safety car potentially would come and fortunately it did so um our long run pace is really good and and really grateful for the team to for continuing to push we do have a lot of work to do on our car to put ourselves in proper competitive form to fight uh the, rib, the rebels and, and now mccarrans you were eighth at the end of lap one what were you
2: thinking at that moment
5: I can't tell you the actual words i was thinking but it was a one of the worst opening laps that i've had for a while so i think ultimately just trying to gather my thoughts and calm down and not be erratic but it i had a relatively decent start and then into turn three just seemed to lock the rears for some reason i think we had a tailwind into there and for me i just kept snapping and went wide and then the same into turn six and turn seven and it was very tricky on the first lap but then after that just tried to find my feet and um, the Ferraris were pretty quick so it wasn't easy to catch them and overtake but put us in a good position but um, the most impressive part was at the end following him it was amazing to watch how good his car was in the high speed and um, I know that we've got some work to do to catch up. Tell us more about that battle because at various points we saw you side by side going into COPS. Yeah um, I, I threw up the inside into turn seven in the hope that I can finally that was the one that this is the moment I'm going to make it happen and I pressed the overtake button did you press the overtake button so we're both going down the road with the overtake but he had less drag so I guess he said they had a smaller wing and he just started pulling so I had to back out but uh, I, I was relatively quick in the first half of the lap and I think if you look at our qualifying laps we were very very close to max all the way till I think it's till turn 13 and then that's where they pulled all their time so we've got some work to do to to improve our high speed performance.
2: Lewis, final one from me. Do you think McLaren had a faster car than you
5: this weekend? Yeah. <laughs> yes, one hundred percent, and last week. But this is the first time in a, in a long time, and um, they deserve to have the performance they have. You know, as I said, so. We've got to do a better job they've now done a better job than us and um what i would say is that this is one of the most exciting times i think we've seen in the sport where we finally started to see the regs pull people closer the other day you know you've seen the the williams was up there with um Alban. you've seen the mclarens now the astons so we have a lot of teams getting very very close um, small gaps within qualifying which is exactly what we need so i'm um, looking forward to seeing the rest of the year evolve
2: Another incredible performance by Max Verstappen, his sixth win in a row. The man doesn't know how to stop winning, but Natalie, there's been so many stories this weekend at Silverstone. What is the biggest one for you?
6: Oh, that's so... Listen, we're standing here in McLaren, and for me, that is the biggest story. You know, the improvements that they've made. But just a quick word on Max. When I spoke to him in the pen, I said, you know, what does anyone got to do to get you out of this groove? You are just sixth consecutive win been absolutely phenomenal he said well you know actually today wasn't that great because this happened and this happened and you know all these little mini battles that he was having obviously not a great start from him and I said yeah but isn't that the point that even on your bad day you win a race and that's the kind of form that he's in.
3: For me, the, the, the main story of, of the weekend is obviously uh, obviously McLaren and, and, and I would even say uh, Oscar Piastri because, of course, as a rookie, um, he, we, we just didn't expect uh, him to be uh, as close as, uh, as Lando uh, uh, like this uh, as early. So, uh, yeah, I would probably say uh, McLaren, of course, and, and Oscar.
2: Jeremy, I'm with you on that. I was really impressed by Oscar Piastri. Yes, Lando Norris put in that brilliant lap to start on the front row of the grid here but but piastri in his first grand prix at silverstone his you know this is his first season was really competitive all weekend wasn't he he even had the old front wing on his car he looked i thought very steady in the race and if it hadn't been for that last safety car he he would have been on the podium instead of lewis hamilton
6: and he described it as bittersweet as a result because this is obviously his best performance in formula one an astonishing turnaround from the team And yet he was still irked by the fact that he wasn't on the podium, his first podium, obviously, in the sport. So, yeah, I mean, again, I put this to the Mercedes drivers that when they said just how surprised they were with the McLaren pace, I said, yeah, but also strangely, you could feel heartened by their performance because it goes to show how quickly you can turn things around if you get the right upgrades.
2: It seems to me this season is so unpredictable. You know, yes. Well it is behind Max. Behind (laughs) Max behind (laughs) Max. There is one ever present out the front. But you know, will McLaren with their pace through the fast corners be as quick next time out in Hungary? There are no guarantees. But let's just take it for this one weekend. Jeremy, were you surprised by their pace here?
3: Yeah, of course, of course, I, I, I've been surprised because even even Londo in the press conference said we we always know that in Austria we are so good and it's in Silverstone there's uh, fast corners but there's uh, uh, also combinations of others so he was not uh, as confident uh, as in Austria so of course it's a, it's a bit uh, of a surprise and and P two and P three it's it's like crazy honestly so uh, um, yeah a, a bit a bit surprised but not really on the fact that. Oscar was uh, up there because uh, in his previous years Oscar has always been been very, very great here in, in Silverstone. He won the feature race uh, uh, in Formula 2. He, he, he put it on pole and, and win also in, uh, in Formula Renault uh, back in the days. In F3, uh, it, it was great too, so uh, I, I'm not really surprised by this, but, uh, but uh, honestly, very, very great performance. He He's
2: incredibly similar to Mark Webber. By the race, I think he looks, everything he does, like Mark Webber was always brilliant here at Silverstone. He loved the fast True. corners. Oscar is
6: the same although
2: I,
7: I it's a whole nature
6: nurture isn't it it's like <laughs> it's like he's not his son but he's nurtured him and he's obviously by some process of osmosis absorbed all of his <laughs> positive energy um and i also think that oscar's very calm and i always feel mark is a very calm person to be around so he yeah he's mirroring his behavior in that way as well it's been an
2: extraordinary turnaround for mclaren as well hasn't it in the way that You know, let's go back to Bahrain and Saudi for a second. Okay, they'd warned us before going there that they were going to struggle. But, you know, at those opening two races of the season, I think there were people thinking this was going to be McLaren's worst season in a long time. Yeah,
6: absolutely. Disastrous. I mean, look, I don't think we should get carried away. And actually, both drivers were at pains to say that in the pen. Because remember Monza with the one-two? You know, they got first and second. Italian Grand Prix and then it kind of well obviously Russia was close to being a win for Lando but then kind of nothing and I that was kind of inexplicable at the time as well I think you're spot-on when you say that there is so little between the chasing pack and every racetrack seems to throw up a different packing order Max said to me I'm cool with that you know they're taking points off each other they're scuffling and shuffling around behind me and I can just focus on the job in front.
2: Here's an addendum, an interesting addendum, which is that Lando actually had a new race engineer this weekend because, I mean, Will Joseph, his regular guy was here, but he's going on paternity leave just after the summer break. And Jose, who has been Lando's performance engineer, for the last couple of years uh, was promoted to race engineer and I asked Will earlier in the weekend how influential are you being you know in terms of telling them what to do he said no I'm, I'm letting them get on with it because they are going to have to get on with it on their own so as there was that decision about hard or soft tyre for that last stint I was thinking oh no Jose poor Jose it's the first time he's had to make that call and now Lando's criticising him on the radio. It was such
6: a big call yeah. wasn't it because it could have gone horribly wrong yeah. they, they obviously did get it working for them but Lando was like it was so stressful for me, you know, dropping down the order or whatever. And listen, he made his feelings very clear on team radio, didn't he? But look, it worked out well in the end. <laughs> you know.
2: And he just had to survive those first couple of laps, keep Lewis Hamilton at bay. And then, then I think the hard tyre was going to come into its own because, of course, the McLaren heats up its tyres so efficiently through these fast corners. So the party is really starting here at McLaren. And we're joined now by Adam Norris, Lando's dad. Tell us, how were you feeling in those closing laps when Lando had Lewis all over his gearbox? Scared, but
8: excited. He lost the European Championships in karting with a lap to go, so no one celebrated. And as soon as he got over the line, the second he was over the line, we celebrated. We cheered.
2: Amazing. Well, Adam, it is a huge moment for him, right? He actually said coming into the weekend, I would do anything to finish on the podium at Silverstone. I mean, Special for him, but special for you as a family as well. I think so.
8: Yeah, it's been well, nearly 15 years of hard work And that's the best result when you go through and
2: it's exciting still one more step to go Look, and what do you make of the growth of Lando this year? I feel that in terms of his personality quite apart from what he's doing in the car and thinks I don't know if you agree with me, but I feel what he's doing just the brand Lando Norris is just going, it's exploded this year, I feel.
6: Do you know what? I went out on the track parade with him earlier and it was so funny because the crowd were going nuts, absolutely nuts. And I was like, this is a bit surreal, isn't it? He was like, oh no, I'm just a normal lad. This is so weird, I feel like a rock star. But he just seemed to absorb that energy and harness it in such a positive way today.
8: Yeah, and he is just, I guess, my little boy. So yeah. that's the the odd thing. We've grown up with him, and yes, you see it. And sometimes it's surreal, and the number of people cheering, and hearing the crowds. Yesterday I watched it on TV, they're qualifying. And so that bit's surreal, but it's he's still just a normal guy inside.
2: Adam, you just said it's 15 years of hard work. At what point in his career did Formula One become a, a realistic target for you guys? When did you think it could happen?
8: It's different answer to a different question, but I actually thought genuinely I was, a fif- I was 50-50 whether he would ever get into Formula One the day he signed his contract, which was back in Monza. And it's that difficult to get in and things can go the wrong way. So I really didn't know until... He, he showed signs of promise when he was really young. And he was always fast. He was ridiculously fast. So he'll be able to take it to max. I think he's the guy to be Max. I genuinely it, do.
6: It's so funny actually seeing them in the cool down room together because they're like best mates. They, it's so funny seeing them sort of debrief the race together. And Max is like, oh, it's really nice having Lando up here with me. I don't want them to be too pally. I want them to be feisty and competitive. Well, now
2: my fight. question, Max actually said he thought Lando was a bit kind to him at the you know early in the race when Max got past him. What was your take on that? I think Lando knew he was going to keep First, so therefore, wanted to make sure he finished
8: the race properly rather than wasting time destroying his tyres. Exactly. No way, you're, so no way your battle it. is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, getting second would be great. Later in the year, we've got to go for first. That's my <laughs> belief. And there's going to be a right time, right place to do it. But where, where do you think McLaren will be quick going forward? I have no idea. <laughs> I really don't. Maybe. Hopefully, everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I hope everywhere. Yeah, that would be great. Right, like, I think we but should I really let don't. you know. get back to yeah, Martin yeah, 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 with okay.
6: your family, no, thank you
8: so
2: a much. Huge moment for well you. Well done. Thank you for joining Amazing. us. Amazing. Well done. Great stuff. Right. Right. See you. So that was the Lando Norris gang. We've just been speaking to. We've headed over to the other side I of don't the do podcast. <laughs> the other side of uh, the McLaren. What do we call this place? The brand center and it's Team Weber over here, Mark huge day for Oscar Piastri little bit of disappointment that he wasn't of on course. the
6: podium as he yeah. you, you asked him at the wrong moment though. he was just like, have a sip of your drink <laughs> yeah. hang on enjoy that
9: first drink of the day uh, of course mixed emotions yeah I mean he didn't put a foot wrong as a driver if you make an error and you lose places obviously you can live with that but he didn't do anything wrong uh, he actually nailed the first stint obviously though and flying in formation in that first in to protect against the Ferraris which was going down very 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 well obviously had no answers for Max but ultimately it was a 1-2 really to, to convert it at that point and obviously when um, the safety car came out then obviously Lewis got the free stop which let him uh, leapfrog Oscar and obviously split the two McLarens so that was uh, tricky but I think overall big picture McLaren very special day and Oscar drove um, incredibly well all weekend actually I think um, you know the whole weekend for him from free practice has been extremely high level and um yeah it's been a good day and obviously Lando home race it's a it's a big effort for them what will this do for oscar's confidence going forward i think it's just very good you know for a driver to understand that um you know when you have experience that that far up the front obviously it's just great for for the hard drive to put in the computer for future events uh to understand that yeah obviously following max for whatever how many laps he did and obviously then obviously max passed uh lando and, and then obviously it was in the top three for 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 most of the Grand Prix so I think that he realises that obviously you know sometimes uh, what I found in my career obviously it's you're not doing a, a huge amount different but obviously what has changed obviously the number on the pit board changes and it's like I've just got to you know you got to you know, pull the emotions out of it which obviously Oscar's extraordinarily um, you know that's one of his biggest strengths obviously so ultimately again huge learning curve he's so so early in his career obviously he's only done a, you know, hasn't even done a dozen races yet um, this is as slow as he'll be so uh, yeah it's going well and Mark, you were always lightning quick around Silverstone.
2: What tips did you give him? If, if there was one bit of advice you could have given him coming into the weekend about Silverstone, uh, what
9: was it? That's trade secrets, mate. <laughs> People pay big money for those. <laughs> so he's got it. All right. Mark, fantastic.
2: Thanks, guys. Great guys. job. Thank you. What well a mate. That's
10: our first win here since 2012, and it matches a record of McLaren of 11 wins in a row, so uh, yeah, mega day for the team, well done.
0: Great job guys, 11 in a row,
2: that's uh, (laughs) pretty crazy. Let's hear from the race winner now, here's Max Verstappen. Can you talk us through the opening moments of the Grand Prix? What happened as you were trying to get away from the line?
0: Yeah, just a lot of wheel spin. So as soon as that happens, of course, you lose so much. Uh, so much drive, you know, all the, all the way to turn one. And then, yeah, Lando was a front. I just tried to stay out of trouble uh, through turns three, four. Then I had a little uh, battle with uh, with Oscar into, uh, into cops. I had to stay on the outside. Um, but, yeah, it all worked out.
2: You are ever-present at the front at the moment. But what do you make of the changing order
0: behind you at the moment? It's very confusing to be honest, <laughs> because every single race weekend, it's it's someone else. I think it's just because it's so close behind that, yeah, if you get your car in a little bit of a better window, it works uh, on one particular track. So for me, yeah, it's, I don't know what's gonna happen in, in Hungary to be honest. Uh, who's going to be quickest or the second quickest but yeah the stable factor so far is that every single weekend it seems like you know we are on top which of course is the the most important from our side but again hungary completely different track we will put some upgrades on the car there and hopefully they will work well christian horner
2: 11 in a row yeah. six in a row for max you're covered in i think that looks like yeah, red I I bull
10: you've obviously that. just done Yeah sp- <laughs> you're drenched in red bull i can feel it <laughs> running down the back of my trousers but there we go
2: look how are you feeling after that one
10: Um, Look, I mean, it's just a remarkable, remarkable achievement. 11 in a row is something, you know, something incredible. One Grand Prix is hard enough. Running 11 in succession is insane. And to think that, you know, McLaren last did this in 1988 uh, is something the whole team can be incredibly, incredibly proud of. And, uh, you know, particularly here at Silverstone to get that that 11th victory. We haven't won here since Mark Webber in 2012. So a huge, huge win for us today and one that we're really proud of.
2: Max just nails it. Okay, you won a lot with Sebastian Vettel. Yeah. Did he give you the confidence in the cockpit that you're getting from Max Verstappen? It's Very
10: similar. I mean, uh, different eras and difficult to compare. But you know, Max has just got this. Uh, even when he loses a start, you just know, uh, you know, he's going to be right there. And and McLaren, hats off to them. They were very competitive. at Uh, you know, parts of the race today. And it was, uh, you know, they gave us a real motor race today.
2: All right, very well done. Thank you. Go and get that shirt off. I don't Uh, want you you to get a chill or something. Uh, Yes, (laughs) thanks a lot. All right, thanks, Christy. David Coulthard's with us now. Let's talk about Max Verstappen now. The job that guy is doing is almost insane.
11: He is bulletproof. He's flawless at the moment, very few mistakes, okay you could argue he didn't get off the line as well as maybe he should, but that may well just be uh, a consequence of the way the car set up to be so strong at high high speed aerodynamically that they're just mechanically very compromised. But um, yeah, I think we're witnessing the sort of moments that we saw during Senna's time or Schumacher's time or Lewis's dominance on dominance. Just pick your favourite driver. Um, the anyone who wins more than one world championship, in my mind, is already pretty special, and um, he's he's making the most of the opportunity.
2: You've just mentioned some very special names there. Is Max Verstappen in that company now?
11: Yeah. Uh, no question in my mind, if you look at the way he drives, look at the, the the speed, the commitment, the ease of which he handles changing conditions, making very few mistakes in what we've had so far this year, a few changing uh, weather conditions through, through qualifying, so of course he's not flawless because he's only human, but um, anyone that doesn't recognise his brilliance, it's only because they're not a particular fan of how he maybe talks out of the car or, or, or the fact that they, they support another team but um, to deny him or to deny Red Bull acknowledgement for their consistency over you know a period it's almost 20 years now uh, of growth within that business and um, I think they, it's, uh, it's a mistake.
2: And what is the attitude here in the team now do you, do you think we're going to see them take their foot off the gas in terms of developing this RB19 are they now going to be focusing on next year's car so Trying to be positive about it, are we going to see the battle at the front get even closer as the year progresses?
11: I think it has been pretty close in the end. Max didn't has walk it away really with it. without yeah, DC. It has. God, I even I managed to win grand Prix with a bigger gap than what we've seen in some of these races. So it's like a one-make formula, you know, Formula Two, Formula Three. There's there's always somebody that's doing a little better job, and you only need to be a tenth or ten, two-tenths quicker. And, that's enough to, to be clocking up the wins. Red Bull at various points have a bit more than that, but um, no, I'd look at the last two Grand Prix's, Austria less than a tenth in qualifying here on a much longer track, a couple of tenths in qualifying, that's that's a pretty tight margin.
2: Okay. Well look DC, it's been great to
11: get your thoughts, thank you very
2: much. Thank you. Jeremy, always brilliant to get David Coulthard's thoughts, but I would love to get your thoughts on Max Verstappen because Prior to coming into Formula One, you've been one of those journalists who's worked your way up through the ranks. You were you know, reporting on all these guys when they were in the junior formulas. What's your take on Max?
3: Of course, uh, being able to uh, come to Formula One from... Uh Uh, Formula 3 directly is something like really impressive, but what is the the most impressive impressive, I I think with Max is uh, when you ask uh, his engineers and so on it's really the the car control he he is able to have, uh, the maturity he has. Uh, The engineers at Red Bull say we are not uh, developing the car for Max Verstappen we are doing it uh, uh, to be the quickest possible and Max is uh, better than the others to drive very unstable car and so on. This is where He's impressive for me.
2: Pinks, do you think Max is going to lose the race? I mean, law of averages, he has to, right?
6: Oh, look, I just can't see it. I mean, you know, we touched on it earlier. Even on his bad days, he's still delivering. I mean, he's just another level. I suppose there are external factors that can come into play. But honestly, I wouldn't bet against it. It's just... It's a privilege to watch. I mean, we saw some freakish things, didn't we, when he went into the pit wall yesterday in Quali. These things do happen. And I know that they, Red Bull have been bulletproof to this point in terms of reliability. But, you know, you are starting to see some DNFs creep in. Kevin Magnussen, shocking weekend. So, look, it's not impossible.
2: Now, Jeremy, Sergio Perez. He had a horrible qualifying session. He lined up 15, 15th. 15th!
1: In a yeah. Red Bull,
2: yeah, on the grid, he fought his way through to sixth place. But it's difficult times for him, isn't
3: it? Yeah, yeah. Of course, it's it's a difficult time because it, it was not uh, like just one time. It's the the fifth time uh, in a row that he is not in Q3 with a Red Bull car. This is. This is, of course, uh, very disappointing. Uh, of course, he will have to, to show uh, uh, better performance in the, in the, the next races because, uh, unfortunately, we know how it works in Red Bull and uh, it, it can be very, very tough sometimes.
2: What do you do about Sergio Perez if you are Red Bull? Is it just a question of confidence? Do you feel they might have developed the
3: car in the wrong direction for him? Of course, it's it's hard to say because uh, I, I'm not sure Red Bull is uh, developing the car in a way or another. They just try to make the, the car the fastest possible, and sometimes it suits uh, more to uh, one driver than the the other one. What to do for Checo? I think uh, just. Keep focus on himself. Uh, I think the the Red Bull uh, bosses are always saying that he's maybe focusing too much on on Max on the the rankings and so on. And and, and probably when you are uh, when you are having a, a bad times like this, you 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 should probably uh, stay focused on yourself, trying to find performance and and so on. And and yeah, I think you just have to to gain this confidence back.
2: Look, before we talk about everyone else in the top 10. Let's just celebrate Silverstone for a second with the big boss. We're joined now by Stefano Dominicali. 480,000 people over the weekend, 160,000 today on race day. Stefano, this place has nailed it.
12: I would say very proud, very proud and thankful for all the people came here to share this passion uh, for motorsport, for Formula One. And I think that uh, it's just amazing to see what uh, F1 is able to do, and uh, what has been the step up if you compare to last year. So, congrats to Silverstone for the job because when you have so many people, there are a lot of logistics to handle and to manage. But uh, I think that the event was really great. You know, track time, a lot of action, and then in the evening, concert, uh, fan zone full. So, really, really very impressed. But that's another statement on where Formula One is today. Did you go to the concert? Yes, last night, <laughs> uh, because I, I sleep in the motorhome. So because there was the Black IPs playing, yeah. you know, he couldn't sleep. So I said, you know, I just go there and they go back <laughs> to sleep.
6: Can't beat him, join him, right? <laughs>
12: exactly. I was there on the stage behind, of course, but it was great fun to see. By the way, you know what has happened last night? There were all the fans cheering for you. No, it was a song. They, oh, you kids who know that everyone sing. It was just amazing. I got a you know I got a video I can that's share with you, so, yeah. so that's great.
2: Well, Stephanie, you're looking at the president of the Yuki Sonoda fan club in, in no, Natalie. I, yeah. You see
12: yeah. Natalie. <laughs> you I, I'll send it to you. To <laughs> I'll send it to you later yeah. because it was just incredible.
6: I spoke to Lewis afterwards, and I was asking him about the fans, and he said, you know, every year we seem to have the same conversation about how incredible the fans are. I've never known anything like it, and every year it seems to get bigger and better. Is there a ceiling to this? I mean, what is the absolute? capacity of Silverstone and indeed all the race tracks around the world, how far can we go in terms of this explosion in popularity?
12: Of course we need to be humble and think about the growth that we are having together. I think there is still margin to grow but we need to not we need to not to not forget that the quality of what we are offering has to have a, a limit on that. So I think we are getting there but uh, the quality event uh, is not only to increase the number of people, could be to increase the differentiation of the offer that we can give to the fans, uh, because that's very important. And, and uh, once again, being creative. If you think what we did today for the first time in the history of sport, to have the first action scene on the track for the movie on Formula 1, that was done here today, that's gave up you know, some other fruitful thoughts very on what cool. we can do. For a better and bigger Formula One.
6: Thank you, Stefan. Thank you, you so Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Can we just reference a stat? That is, this is the first time we've had a, two Brits on the podium since 1999 at the British Grand Prix. That How blows good's your my history? mind. Who,
2: who were those two Brits?
6: <gasps> well, it must have been.
2: Jeremy, are you going to? Can you embarrass us and tell us who the two Brits were on the podium? No, in like absolutely
3: I'm
6: not.
2: <laughs> David Coulthard, Eddie Irvine. DC
6: and Eddie. Yeah. Oh.
2: But to look, back to your right. two Brits. Yes,
6: yes, 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 yes. So now obviously Lewis was somewhat fortuitous with that safety car, missed his chance to pit under the virtual safety car and then got his chance under the safety car. And that obviously put pay to Oscar getting his maiden podium in Formula One. But I have to say it was great to have Lewis up there. It was great to get the roar of the crowd how much of a step forward it is in terms of mercedes development and their progress and their pace i just don't know and i don't think they do either
2: well they've got the new front wing here and i think there is a general sense of disappointment within mercedes and this third place for lewis hamilton is a great surprise you know they lack straight line speed certainly compared to the red bull and the mclaren maybe the hungaro ring will suit them better you know let's not beat about the bush the only reason lewis hamilton was on the podium was because of that safety car but I did love that battle.
8: Hamilton's picked up the toe once more, and we know that Cobb's corner, you can get round, and he's gonna try round the outside, but Norris defending absolutely brilliantly, keeps Lewis Hamilton at bay. Hey. And here we go, around Luffield and into Woodcut. They're almost wheel to wheel. On the gas, Lando Norris edges just ahead of Lewis Hamilton. Hamilton will try and hold this one for as long as he can. They almost touch. Before they get into Cobb's, Hamilton has to yield.
2: Battle in the closing laps, Jeremy, between Lewis Hamilton and Lando Norris side by side into cops.
3: Yeah, it was just uh, it was just uh, brilliant. We of course knew that it was not uh, uh, supposed to uh, to last uh, more than, than two laps, uh, obviously. But uh, the show was uh, incredible, and, and of course for the crowd, uh, seeing the two Brits, yeah, having that that battle, it, I guess was just uh, was just incredible. And we we could see uh, uh, how how good are they uh, 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 both of them.
2: And and George Russell just slightly. Missed out, didn't he? I felt it was uh, he had a great qualifying performance, uh, you know, sixth to qualify ahead of Lewis Hamilton. But in the race, I felt George never quite got the rub of the green. Uh, I mean, he came home in fifth place.
6: Well, he was just blown away by the pace of the McLarens. He really was. He actually came um, on the I'm radio. Gonna doorstep, the previous winner of the British Grand Prix an absolute legend. Absolutely. Total pin up.
2: Pin up. Who the are we stud, talking about? That
6: is Johnny <laughs> Herbert.
5: <laughs> Hello,
2: everyone. Johnny, we were just talking about having two Brits on the podium here at Silverstone. You know what it's, it's good, like. good, not it? 1995. Yeah. We were all screaming. Johnny Herbert's won the British Grand Prix. Well, I think Breaver. the
7: wonderful thing about sort of seeing that happen this time around, I did, even when it was Mansellmania, of course, I was in the car as well. But to hear the crowd, obviously, on the start when Lando got into the lead, it's brilliant and we've always been as you know very blessed that the support that the British fans do every single year that they come here and they still have a passion for it so going back to 95 it was special for me seeing all those Union Jacks, people standing up in the grandstands or on the banks and waving but waving at you so that just makes it more special, lovely memories for me
2: And Johnny with your racing driver head on, how good was Lando Norris on the hard tyre keeping you know a very aggressive Lewis Hamilton on the soft tyre behind him?
7: Well, I think it all started really at the start. It just showed that he was really, really concentrating on the job that he needed to do. But then you're right. When he had that pressure on his shoulders, he placed the car, even with Max, actually, when Max was trying to overtake him earlier, on, he was placing the car beautifully. A good racer's head on it. And he's only going to learn from that experience he's had today. And he's only going to get better, which is brilliant.
2: Yeah, brilliant. Look, Johnny, thank you very much. Great to catch Pleasure. up with you again.
7: Really good to see you.
2: Now, no one's rushing off for aeroplanes, so it seems more people are around. And Andrew Shovelin, I like to think friend of the show uh, from Mercedes, is with us now. How much of a pleasant surprise was that P3? Um, I mean, obviously, the safety car
13: made it uh, possible. And we wouldn't been looking at a podium without that. It was a surprise how fast McLaren were. But I think, you know, they're here to stay at the front of the grid now. Um, but no, is it, I mean it's just nice to have one of our drivers up there um, nice to recover from a difficult Friday and nice to get the points against Ferrari and Aston
2: but you know we look at where McLaren are and we realize we've got some work to do. Well Shav you introduced a new front wing here this weekend and it's no secret really that as we're just Lewis is coming past us now but Lewis seemed pretty downbeat after qualifying yesterday maybe he'd been expecting a bit more were you guys the engineers expecting more from the new package? Um, I mean, it's, it's difficult to say because, you know,
13: everyone's developing so so rapidly. You look at where Aston Martin were and, you know, early on in the year, um, they were the team behind Red Bull and they, they were three-tenths ahead of us at some point. So it's, re- it's really hard to judge. I think we're happy that the development that we've done is in the right direction. Uh, is it enough? No, we need more.
2: All right. Well, let's hope we get more in Hungary. Chef, thank you so much. Thank you very much. There's a man in red just walking past us. Mark
1: Janay, difficult day at the office for Ferrari. What's the mood in the camp after that? Yeah, that we didn't really maximize our potential, despite the safety car. Of course the safety car was very negative for us. Uh, probably our position today we should have been sixth and seventh and we finished ninth and tenth because of the safety car, but still we I think we we could have done a better job. But it's so close now, you know, from there's four teams now who are within a few tenths and when you don't do everything perfect you go from second we were in Austria to ninth and tenth here you know which is it's a nice thing but that shows now that you have to do such a good job to be the next after uh, red bull
3: it has been a, a bit of a surprise to see Ferrari pitted uh, Charles so early uh, to go on the on the run. could you just explain that decision
1: yeah we thought that Russell was gonna would have done an undercut otherwise uh, after Russell's pit stop anyway Charles was ahead of course with a hard compound so he was uh, he was vulnerable but uh, yeah, we, we were just defending ourselves from Russell. I don't think it would have changed. Probably in hindsight, yes, you, you could have waited because in that track, the undercut was not so, so powerful. But at that at that point, really, today we were not as quick as Mercedes, not as quick as McLaren, so we were really defending ourselves.
2: Mark, there was so much optimism coming out of Ferrari after the Austrian Grand Prix last weekend. Are you surprised at how things turned out here, just in terms of the pace of the car, or were you expecting Silverstone to be a bit more difficult?
1: I think our pace was very, quite similar to to the other cars, maybe within one or two tenths. That's for, for sure not the track that is good for us, but we still were doing okay. We qualified fourth and fifth, so... All in all, I think we've made big progress from Barcelona. I'm, I'm really confident about that. And now we just have to see for Budapest, which is going to be a much favorable track for us. But really, as I say, we didn't do a good enough job today. But despite that, we were, we were, the, we were the fourth team today. And it's going to go from one, sometimes it's going to be like that, sometimes it's going to be, going to be the second team. And it's going to be a very close battle within, within all these teams Behind Red Bull, it is extraordinarily close, isn't it? That's why it's very close, and that's why when you don't do well, you end up ninth and tenth, you know, which is a a great, it's a shame that Max is dominating like that, otherwise, it would be a great championship. All right, Mark, thank you so much for your time.
2: Travel safe.
6: See, I would actually argue it is a great championship. It's just the chasing pack behind Max that is the great championship. You come into a weekend not knowing what's going to happen and that's, I mean yes of course that would be great to include the first position in that battle but actually let's just take it for what it is. It's a great period of dominance for Max which we will you know notch up in history as being an incredible moment in sport but behind him you just can't call it.
2: The Italians love a sensational headline Jeremy their drivers were beaten by Alex Albon in a Williams here at Silverstone. Uh, can you even begin to imagine what Gazetta de la Sport is going to be
3: saying tomorrow? I prefer not to uh, imagine, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, of course, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's sad for them, but uh, as Natalie said, it's always like this, you know. Uh, it can be complicated sometimes. Of course, they are they are they have not been uh, uh, helped by the the safety car. So yeah, pro- probably uh, they will bounce back in uh, in Hungary. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I this. think that's
2: a really good point. They weren't helped by the safety car, and as Mark Jenae told us, I think the layout of the Hungaroring is going to suit them better. But still, it's hard times at Ferrari, and there's so much pressure. You can never get away from the pressure. Now. I don't think there are many people on the grid with more confidence at the moment than Alex Albon. Yeah. The man is doing extraordinary things in that Williams. He qualified eighth, he finishes, he finishes the Grand Prix in eighth ahead of both Ferraris. I mean, what a brilliant home Grand Prix for him.
3: Yeah, Alex is doing like, like really, really good job those, uh, those last uh, weeks. Uh, of course, it's uh, due to him, but I think it's also due to the the Williams package that is better and better. We can see that even uh, Logan Sargent is doing is uh, doing very good job. Uh, he is P11 uh, uh, here in uh, in Great Britain, but of course, Alex is uh, able with the experience and uh, and is is. His talent and his speed to uh, yes to maximize the package he has, and uh, this is uh, this is uh, this is really brilliant. And I think he he could have a, a, a very good future uh, in the in in the next years. Oh oh <laughs>
2: oh my God! The segues are brilliant. We were literally talking about you. We were literally talking at the Williams.
13: It's like you're at the we're at the hospitality right now, and you are. It's like you're a.
2: You're like a gremlin, <laughs> like a like a. I'm not often called a gremlin. Like in the wardrobe, just like waiting. Um, Do you know? I was actually told that you were at the fan zone, so I wasn't expecting was, to see. And you. I just came back. And how mental was only, that? Only to be greeted by you.
13: I have uh, the media since I've literally got out the car has been relentless, um, which is a good thing. It means you're
2: doing something right. You're doing something
13: right. It's just a lot.
2: <laughs> so here I am with you now. Know, you are a friend of the show. We like to think. But hey, Alex, we were. Jeremy and I were just celebrating, A, your performance this weekend, but also the performance of the car. Were you surprised to be as quick as you were here at Silverstone?
13: Yes, yes. Um, to the point where we need to understand why we were quick. Sometimes it's, it's important to understand why you're slow, but it, it's also to understand why on the other side, um, when it's going well, what's, what's making the car click um, compared to everyone else. So it, it's not like it felt amazing, you know, I think everyone struggled with the wind this weekend. The circuit itself is difficult. The compound or the tyres were difficult. Yeah, I guess there's a little bit of a question mark on it. I think, well, we know we're going to review this after you know next week and, and and use this time in between Hungary and and now to to figure out what went right. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I have to say it was an amazing job. Eight hundredth GP, home race, a lot of family here from 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 the whole team and, and also partners. So to be able to deliver. Um, This result, it's it's a big deal and and now we're fighting, you know, P7 I think in the constructors now, a joint,
2: albeit, but still we're P7, Um, bring it on. Bring it on, celebrate it, you're doing a brilliant job, well, well done. What a great job by him and Williams and as you say Logan, so the top 10 look like this. Max Verstappen took his sixth win in a row and his second here at Silverstone followed by Lando Norris, who got his best finish at home. And then Lewis Hamilton took his 14th podium here at Silverstone to come home in third. Oscar Piastri was fourth, his best finish in Formula One. George Russell fifth, his first points here at Silverstone. Then Sergio Perez was sixth, Fernando Alonso seventh, Alex Albon eighth, and then the Ferraris of Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz rounding out the top 10. In the Drivers' Championship, Max Verstappen continues to lead the way on 255 points, 99 points clear of his Red Bull teammate Sergio Perez in second place. Fernando Alonso comes third, 16 points ahead of Lewis Hamilton in fourth. Then it's very close between Carlos Sainz in fifth and George Russell in sixth, just the one point separating them. Then in seventh comes Charles Leclerc, Lance Stroll is eighth, Lando Norris is ninth. And Esteban Ocon is 10th. In the Constructors' Championship, Red Bull now have double the points of their closest finishers. They're on 411 and they're 208 points ahead of Mercedes in second on 203. Then it's very close. Aston Martin, just 22 points behind Mercedes in third. Ferrari a fourth. Then come McLaren, who's 30 points this weekend bumped them up to fifth place ahead of Alpine in sixth. Williams are now seventh on 11 points, equal with Haas in eighth. And then it's Alfa Romeo in ninth and Alfa Tauri in tenth. It's
6: what great. a weekend. What, yeah. it's, it's all a bit of a blur right now, as it always is British Grand Prix. But honestly, there is such incredible energy at Silverstone. I don't know about you, but does it It feels somewhat different this year. Every time, as Lewis says, it just goes up a notch. And it's, it's a special time for Formula One.
3: Yeah, Silverstone is is one of the the biggest event and, and in terms of show. Even as a French, I, I have to say it honestly. And of course, this year they were the the, the battle with Lando and uh, and Lewis, and the fact that uh, there's uh, many cars that are able to fight at the front. Uh, of course, the Brits uh, before the weekend were thinking maybe we could have one podium, but maybe we could have two or, or maybe three with a bit of luck. So of course. Uh, yeah, it's 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 great, and and even I, I see this year maybe more more than the others how much the Brits around the circuit are cheering for for Londo. There's more and more yeah. orange uh, uh, cap and uh, and shirt and so on. And, yeah, and they
2: might be the Dutch fans. Remember, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. We, we
3: never know. You're right, but.
2: <laughs> Now look, Pink's just before you go. Yeah. yeah, who's your driver of the day? Lando oh, Norris got forty-five percent of the I, official I, vote. I have
6: to go with Lando. I have to. I mean, it was just a feel-good factor, seeing him qualify on the front row and then pull away at the start. Gave me goosebumps. It was brilliant.
3: For me, Oscar, uh, because of course, uh, uh, being being P three in quali like this after, I don't know. Ten, ten Grand Prix in Formula One in a McLaren that was just nowhere at the beginning of the season, uh, being just one tenth behind uh, uh, Lando who had a more updated package than, than him on the on the front ring. It's just uh, obviously uh, brilliant and uh, and it has to be to be him because the podium should have been for him. Uh, that, that was nice to see Lando uh, saying that he, he he felt for him uh, uh, and yeah for me that's uh, that's definitely Oscar.
2: Do you know what? I'm going to agree with you. I think Max Verstappen was brilliant. Lando Norris, of course, brilliant. But from where Oscar Piastri has come from, and to deliver in such a cool way as he has done this weekend was hugely impressive. So I'm going to go with him as well. And actually, for anyone who's interested in cricket, watching this, I feel you know the Aussies need a little bit of a little bit of a bump today because uh, they lost the third test to England. So. Uh, oscar piastri uh doing his bit for the australian state of mind but look there we're gonna leave it there jeremy thank you very much for your time it's great to have you on the show and we do it all again in hungary in two weeks time thank you so much see you soon let's check in with our fantasy team now f1 nation racing max verstappen and our constructor red bull secured us more than 150 points combined while our strategy to bring in recent F1B on the Grid guest Lando Norris also worked out a treat. However, Esteban Ocon's retirement brought our total down, but... P7 for Fernando Alonso and our other constructor Aston Martin means we've moved back up the lead table for the first time in a few races. Speaking of the F1 Nation World Championship, the dam must hold remain top, ahead of dodgy DRS in second, but the fight for the final podium place is very intense and it's changed with blank BGP overtaking Blackbridge Sound by three points. Remember, you have until qualifying for the Hungarian Grand Prix on Saturday the 22nd of July to make changes to your team. And come and join the fun. F1 Fantasy is totally free and you can join our league at any time. Just search F1 Nation World Championship, enter your team and play against us and other listeners. Well, that's it for this week. What a weekend it has been at Silverstone. Thank you for listening and thanks too to Nats and Jeremy for their great work. We'll be back next week with our preview to the Hungarian Grand Prix. So speak to you then. F1 Nation is produced by Formula One and
12: Audio Boom Studios.